Do you mind if I smoke? Oh, you do? <laughs> well, it won't matter, because I use green smoke electronic cigarettes. I find them perfectly satisfying, and they won't burn the sofa. Green smoke electronic cigarettes for grown-up people who'd rather not smoke anymore. Welcome to Fenella and Simon's Motown May Day. I'm Vanilla Fielding. And I'm Simon McKay. Nearly all over the world, the first Monday in May is called May Day. It's traditional, and it marks the end of the winter. Oh, lovely. Mm. It's also known as International Workers' Day, but I'm not quite sure what connection any of this has to Motown music. Motown May Day. There's not much more to it than the alliteration appealed to me. I thought of May Day as a distress call and thought, that's an attention grabber. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm grabbed. Where do we start? Motown were all about hits. Yes. They called themselves, didn't they, Hitsville, USA? Yeah. And they developed a sound, a proven formula, and stuck rigidly to that for as long as they possibly could. They made their own stars and they made them stratospheric. Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, The Four Tops. These were the biggest, but there were lots of other names, often with hit singles better known than they themselves were. Yeah, we're going to be playing a selection of songs by some of the biggest names on the label and some of the lesser known ones, but we won't necessarily be playing the label's biggest hits. No, and we'll explain more about that as we go along. There are so many wonderful recordings on Motown. They released thousands of songs in the 60s and 70s. Makes it hard to know where to start. So I simply asked you, what comes to mind if I say Motown? And you said... Baby love. Baby love. For me too. It was that record that made me aware there was a Motown sound. It was a number one hit in 64 for the Supremes. They were the label's biggest selling act. Baby love. Ooh. (laughs) Stay away so long Cause baby love 
It's a nice sound. I have to say I'm not aware of any of the lyrics. Only baby love and ooh. <laughs> it doesn't even change key. Bags of confidence. A lot of confidence, yes. Hypnotic, you said. Yes, hypnotic, that's the word. Hypnotic, that's the quality that gives it a wide appeal. Mm, they were very popular records. I've heard the beat described as a sledgehammer in a velvet glove. Mm. And so insistent, even white people could dance to it. They were great dance records. Yeah. But think how deep the racial divide was in America then. And it's amazing that Motown, a black-owned label with nearly all black artists, was so popular with white people. A winning formula then. Yeah. But as you played me more from your collection, it began to vary. It went beyond a formula. It loosened up. I love the hits, and I'm happy to be hypnotised by the repetition. But as we dug deeper, there was a breadth, and the talent just shone through. Yes, and it shines very brightly in this next selection. Barbara McNair? Yes. Hmm. You're going to love my baby. I've come here to advise you To be there when he needs you Go on where he leads you I was a fool to hurt him So wrong to just desert him Life's not the same without him You're gonna love 
Barbara McNair. She sings softly, even as she goes high. I mean, that's not technology. That is her vocal ability. Amazing, isn't it? Mm. It's restrained, but hugely emotional. We watched the DVD of this one, and it's all just pouring out of her. Her eyes were a light. She's proper, all right. Mm. If you can sing high, softly, that's the mark of a great singer. She was proper, actually. She had a life before Motown as a Broadway actress and did some TV, Dr. Kildare, Mission Impossible. And I remember seeing her in a film with Sidney Poitier. She was his wife. When Motown signed her, they were looking to add some class to the label. Not that they were short of class, they had the four tops. Ah, the four tops. Mm. They were very popular, especially in England. Yeah. You know, what is unusual about them is their lead singer, Levi Stubbs. Now, he was really a baritone, but he often sang extremely high notes as if he were really a tenor. Yeah, and maybe that adds to the tension in the performances that I find irresistible. They had many big hits in the 60s. This track was lesser known from 1970 called Just Seven Numbers. Open brackets, can straighten out my life, close brackets. It's the phone number song. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> baby, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm on. Just seven numbers can straighten out my life. But my pride won't let me phone. Just seven numbers.
such a great feel. Just seven numbers, taken from the highly recommended Four Tops LP, Changing Times. That's your favourite Motown LP, isn't it? Yeah. I have a favourite Motown LP. I, I know. I think you'd have been happy if we'd based the whole show around it. <laughs> so, if you're in charge of Motown Records, what could be better than an LP by a best-selling group? Ah, oh, I know. <laughs> an LP by your two best-selling groups. Diana Ross and the Supremes, Join the Temptations. That's my favourite LP. And the talent really shines through. This track we're going to play, Try It Baby, sounds like, oh, what? It sounds like overhearing conversations. Mm. It's, what was that he said? Kind of music. Mm. It's intriguing. It's marvellous. <laughs> I have lovely memories of this track and the LP. And when I say LP, I mean an album. Like, think of it as a CD if you need to. But when I was 18, in my first flat share, I'd sit up late in the kitchen with my mate and there was an old record player with a built-in speaker on the table, something I'd bought it for a pound from a jumble sale, and we'd play this record over and over again. We only had half a dozen records. This one gave the most service. Diana Ross and the Supremes joined the Temptations. Try it, baby. Hmm. Listen, 
hold you Pretty baby In my arms again But I can't get close to you For all your loving friends But take your name from the bright lights And tell them you're all through Come on in Motample, a great trick there, putting the Supremes and the Temptations together on one album. They were a tricky bunch, those Motown people, weren't they? You told me they had a number of labels with different names so they could release more records every week. Yeah, in America they had Motown, Tamla, VIP, Gordy, Weed. Weed? <laughs> well, that allowed them to add the strap line Your favourite artists are on weed. <laughs> Saucy. <laughs> but why the different labels? More labels, more songs. Ah. It was difficult to get airplay on singles if they were all on the same label. If a DJ played a lot of them regularly, he might be accused of accepting payola or bribes. So they spread more songs across more labels. Oh, they were tricky. Our next song is a single by Kim Weston called A Thriller Moment. What label was that released on? The Gordy label, 1965. Just loving you 
She's got a bit of range. Very good. Mm. It's lovely because, well, it's a bit more adventurous than a lot of the songs Motown are known for. She's got a great voice and nobody sounds like her. I hadn't heard of her, though. No big hits. Nothing charted in the UK, although she did tour here in 1964 as part of a Motown review, and in the same year even appeared on the TV pop show Ready Steady Go. Oh, that was Friday nights, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I would so have loved to have seen it. It was all live television then, and I was in a play when it went out. TiVo, if only. (laughs) This next one begins with the unmistakable bass voice of The Temptations' Melvin Franklin. But this isn't a Temptations record. Melvin was moonlighting on a Marvelettes record. Naughty Melvin moonlighting. There was a lot of that at Motown. They tried to put across the idea of the Motown family, and I think, in the first few years, there was some truth in it. The Marvelettes. My baby must be a magician. I love it. It sounds kind of very real. Mm. I love the Marvelettes. Gladys Horton on lead had such a great voice. The group recorded a lot of wonderful tracks, but they are one of the many lesser-known acts on the label who suffered in the same way. They weren't the Supremes. And Motown favoured the Supremes. It's not fair. 
And I suppose when there's a Motown sound and you're sharing songwriters, producers and musicians, it's hard to distinguish yourself. But someone who did assert his identity and showed that he was bigger than the Motown sound was Stevie Wonder. Absolutely. And this next selection practically shows contempt for the formula. He could be mocking the relentless steady beats and phrase repetition. Stevie Wonder, if you really love me. It's amazing how many rhythm breaks there are, but it still works. He stops it dead, but it's the way he brings it back. Oh, he's totally in control. He can do anything. You can make an audience wait forever if you know what you're doing, and then they just love it. (laughs) Stevie Wonder. You're listening to Fenella and Simon's Motown Mayday on Break London. Next, we've got a group with a confusing name. They were known simply as the Spinners in America... But in the UK, where we had an established folk group using that name, 
They were known as the Detroit Spinners. This might sound familiar to quite a lot of listeners, even if they don't think they've ever heard of the band. Yes, it's been sampled in some big hits in the last couple of decades by the rapper Money Love and R&B singer R. Kelly. The Detroit Spinners. It's a shame. Nice chords and a lovely solid groove. I could see you were quite caught up. Oh, yes, I like this. Oh, is that a girl or is that him singing high? That's George Curtis Cameron going into falsetto. Ah. <laughs> well, yes, you started purring as it came back down. Well, it's smashing. It's talent. Hmm. 
Weird thing is, they're only using a few notes, but going from his normal voice to falsetto is what makes it sound unmonotonous. <laughs> unmonotonous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know what I mean. When somebody's really got it, you just feel safe in their hands. Yeah, and you make up a word especially for them that's good, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but really, how sad are these songs? To say, it's a shame, it's hardly laying it on thick. Not sad enough for you. Well, it's a bit jolly. Now, why do I get this feeling you're about to ambush me with a really sad song? Mm, someone who's been in the past two shows. Marvin Gaye? Mm-hmm. We talked previously about the sadness in his life, but we've always played his happy songs. Now, tell me something happy about him, and I'll play you a sad song. Do I really want a sad song? Well, you like this one. Mm. Tell me about your friend... Lady Edith Foxwell. Ah, Lady Edith. Lady Edith. Well, it was quite well known that she was going around with some gorgeous black guy who was a singer. Somebody said to her, now come on, Edith, you can tell me, who is it? Is it Hutch? <laughs> Hutch, an established old cabaret singer. She said... Good heavens, you must be crazy. No, it's Marvin Gaye. Uh, Marvin Gaye, from 1966. You're the one for Lady Edith. <laughs> Maybe 
sound that's good. It has a very interesting intro. Lovely orchestration, too, where it just hangs at the end of the chorus. There's a pathos that gets me. You do like to be got. Was that your very sad song? I told you I had a sad song, didn't I? No, I have sadder. Sadder? It's next. The Undisputed Truth. I've never heard of them. Put together by Norman Whitfield, Motown's hottest producer in the 70s, to express his identity rather than the singer's. Not a notion I'd normally warm to, but his ideas were so good and the singing first rate. One sad song coming up then. Oh yes, save my love for a rainy day. Oh dear. Like a bolt of lightning, love struck me down You really upset my soul I fell in love with you the first time I saw you I've been trying to let you know But I can see you're in love with somebody else So take my love put it on the shelf And when you find that his love
I watched your face light up as the guy sang the first lines. You said, it's lovely to hear a solo voice. Yes, he's got a good voice. The song has a mellow start, and then they find some excitement, and it never falls back. I like the jungly percussion. It sounds like a lot of bangles. <laughs> yeah, well, and I like the strings. They sound like voices. It has the Motown hallmark, but it's not typical of the formula. Earlier we had the Marvelettes. They're more of the formula. So if I said the Velvelettes... Velvelettes? You wouldn't be surprised to hear they are more with the formula. Not bangles on this one, then. <laughs> well, more likely lots of tambourine, hand claps, but to ease us in, a few finger clicks. These things keep me loving you. That was very good. A nice bouncy beat. That name. <laughs> they sound like a Motown group, but I've not heard of the Velvelettes. Mm. Well, actually, they sound like a box of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> they only released a few singles. The biggest was Needle in a Haystack, a song more famous than the singers. Is the next singer famous? Sandra Blinky Williams. Not very famous, no. And I've no idea where the Blinky bit comes from. Hmm, I like Blinky. <laughs> she was famous enough to draw a crowd, though. This one's recorded live, isn't it? Yes, from 1969. I wouldn't change the man he is. I've got 
a funny kind guy. Nobody knows him any better than I. Says without me, he can get along. But I know that's just a man's way of saying he's strong. But I wouldn't change him, no. gives me credit and if I think he'll bring me candy to roll this oh I might as well forget it he's a kind man who likes his privacy oh, and when a mood hits him I know just when to let him be but I wouldn't change you solo voice. The Blinkettes must have been on holiday. <laughs> Blinky only released two singles in Motown. Both very good. We've just played a live version of her first. Bit of energy there, that Blinky. <laughs> Quite different from anyone else. Sandra Blinky Williams. That's the girl. Now, another of my big favourites, The Temptations. Best known for a string of hits from the late 60s. We've chosen an LP track from then. It's tucked away at the Temptations' Wish It Would Rain. Be careful what you wish for. Always. Don't mean a thing you see 
Can love her like I do. That title is quite a boast, isn't it? It is. I like the cheeky cocksure attitude. It's lovely. It's a lark. I love the interplays between the different voices. You hear different characters. Exactly. It's nice to have a man in there. You know, we're near the end of the show now. Yeah, well, we'll finish as we started with the Supremes, but this time without Diana Ross. They were still really good, maybe because they got a decent singer. You didn't think Diana was any good then? Well, yeah, I do. She was right for the part, but she's not the best singer Motown had. Well, who do you think was the best? There are so many. We've just had David Ruffin of The Temptations. Fantastic. Yeah. There's Marvin Gaye, Kim Weston. But if I had to choose one, I'd say Levi Stubbs, The Four Tops. He was absolutely amazing. And I've listened to more Four Tops records than anything else on Motown. Who's your favourite? Stevie Wonder. (laughs) He's just fantastic. That whole voice wraps you round. It's full of meaning. He only has to sing a note and it becomes something. Mm. Stevie's good at all, for sure. Well, it's time for our last track, Floyd Joy by The Supremes, with Gene Terrell on vocals. You've been listening to Fenella and Simon's Motown Mayday. We've played you some great recordings from Motown. We haven't played the biggest hits. Instead, we've dug deeper, and our selections show how the label did so much more than work to a formula. We'll be back on the longest day, June the 20th, with Vanilla and Simon's cult TV themes. That will be good. We've got some gripping themes from the 60s and 70s. Department S, The Prisoner, The Protectors, all wonderful. In the meantime, if you'd like to hear our previous shows, please visit the website fenellafielding.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. And if you have been, thanks for listening. Stone love.
If you're shaving, I do hope you're shaving with a seven o'clock stainless blade. It won't make shaving fun exactly, but at least you'll get a good clean going over, and you'll save money. You may need that money. Tonight may be the night we meet somewhere. I'll know you by your seven o'clock shave. You'll know me. Loving begins at seven o'clock.